for the beats, for the love, for the alcohol, for the party. <laughs> One time like, okay. <laughs> Letting the kick ride, letting the snare roll, letting the bottle pour, cups in the airflow. Love what you hear though, everything black. Feel like the beat is everything, well then everything's back. <laughs> letting the speakers blast, letting the beats run. Word to the crate digging, word to machine drums. Get used to it as we proceed. <laughs> black radio for the lover, just the beat. Everything is black, everything is black, everything is black, yeah, everything is black. The kick gone knock, the snare gone crack, and everything is black, everything is black. Everything is black, everything is black, everything is black, yeah, everything is black. The bottle gone pour, the speakers gone crack, and everything is black, everything is black, everything is black. Okay, welcome to <laughs> Blap Chat, Blap Chat, Blap Chat, Blap Chat, Blap Chat, Blap Chat. Welcome to Blap Chat. Uh, you notice there I started with the uh, with the middle finger, but then I switched it to peace, and it's just uh, an example of how easy it is to go from fuck you to I love you, peace, let's be friends. And it's just one stroke of a finger to make all the difference. And I just wanted to make that apparent and clear to start the episode off. So here we go. What's up? As you can see, I'm by myself today. Um, but uh, first of all, thank you guys so much. Uh, this is Blap Chat episode 99, Josh. Episode 99. Wow. We have one more episode to 100. Uh, that's really, really fucking crazy. I, it doesn't even feel like we did a hundred of these and even more than a hundred when I started this podcast in 2013 as Blap on the radio, which lived on SoundCloud only. That was before the whole podcast boom and uh, it was called Blap on the radio. So if we count those episodes, I think I've probably done over 200, maybe, maybe even like 300 episodes total. So, um, Really, really, I just want to start off by saying thank you guys. Uh, really appreciate you guys, all the listeners, man. Um, all my producers out there, my musicians, my rappers, my singers, my engineers, all my creatives, uh, fans, just people that are tuned in. Um, really, really appreciate you guys so much. Uh, you know, and if you're new to this uh, and you're a new subscriber or a new watcher or listener, Welcome to my podcast, uh, Blab Chat. Uh, this is an all-music production podcast. I go by the name of Ill Mind, in case you didn't know. I'm okay. I'm decent. Um, I make music. Uh, and uh, welcome. Welcome. Um, I'm assuming that you are possibly a creator and you're tuning in. I love talking about creative stuff. I love talking about the world of music production, music creation, the business behind it, the emotion behind it, the passion behind it, and how you can go from A to Z and realize that Z isn't the end. Realize that it's really just one alphabet that you've conquered and, and there are multiple alphabets uh, for you to conquer in this journey, uh, this creative journey as a music creator or just a creator in general. So, um, 
we've talked about a lot of shit on this podcast um, after 100 plus episodes. We'll say we'll keep it at 99. After 99 episodes going on to 100, we've really covered a lot of bases, Um, you know, from the basic core ideas of the traditional hard work, um, finding passion, uh, and, and the obvious stuff, you know, the stuff that you don't learn in school, but you realize in your journey are also very, very, very important. And lately I've been, um, I've been reading a lot of books, reading a lot of blogs, articles. Um, I'm, I've become a really big fan of, uh, this magazine and be, I've become a, um, avid subscriber of this magazine, uh, called mindful, uh, mindfulness. And, uh, and the concepts are really deep and really amazing. And it's so fascinating how, um, how related being mindful and how related the mind and the music industry are. And I think that's a very, very, it's very much overlooked in the industry, you know, people are in the industry or people that are pursuing their, their music career. Um, oftentimes we look at the obvious and we try to tackle the obvious stuff. So it's like, how do I get a record deal? How do I make money off of my music? How do I gain fans? How do I, I want to go on the road and do tours and make money and, and live this like lavish life and how do I get my streams up and how do I get on the billboard and and it's all these things are great and um these are things that you should aspire to accomplish if those things excite you um you know obviously some of those things excite me as a music producer and and I've I've uh, been fortunate enough to have done a lot at this point um and I'm still really feeling like I'm just starting but I think there's this like elephant in the room, uh, if you will, that we don't talk about the mental sort of power, the power of the mind and how absolutely crucial and important of a component that is to reaching ultimate happiness and ultimate success in music. And, you know, obviously there's this new conversation that's come up about, uh, you know, mental health with a lot of people. And it's really plagued a lot of us. Um, And it's really unfortunate, really, really unfortunate. And, And I think we can use those stories sort of as... Uh, learning experiences, but also motivation to know that there, there's there's really this importance that I think we have to start putting on focusing on the body and the mind and what goes on up here as a starting point and to not overlook that over the classic, you know, hard work and getting your streams up and finding an investor and finding a manager and a lawyer, all of that stuff obviously is great and is important, but all of those things live in the physical world. And I'm going to, I'm about to get really deep with you guys in this episode. Um, maybe it has something to do with the fact that I'm by myself right now. Um, maybe not, but, um, 
I really want to get deep with you guys in this 99th episode. It would have been cool if it was the 100th because this, this, I have a feeling this particular episode 99 is going to be pretty special because there's a lot of these sort of things that I'm unpacking in my mind and revelations that I've um, uncovered for myself in the past, you know, few weeks and few months that are very new um, that have also been very, very crucial to my success and my happiness and um, all of the things that I've been able to accomplish. And, you know, if you have, if you've been an avid listener of my podcast, you have seen me talk about this in other episodes, you know, about um, me sort of like unpacking why I was able to make it and how and why I was able to sort of weather the storm, find my passion, focus on my passion and get to where I am now in 2019 years later, which is rich in, in, in success, rich in all aspects of my life. Um, Grammy award winning 30, 40, 50 plus platinum records, plaques, notoriety, successful online businesses, respect, um, talent, legacy, um, you know, all of these, uh, all of these things that I have been able to accomplish thus far are for particular reason. And my, one of my life goals and life missions, and I think a big part of this podcast, why I started this podcast was to try to unpack and uncover those reasons and those attributes and those um, steps that I took to get me to this place that I am. Um, And I'm not saying that you guys should follow exactly what I did um, to get me to where I am, to get you to where you want to be. But what I can say is there are these uh, simple concepts and ideals and strategies that I think you could apply in your own way that could very, very well potentially work for you. And all the things that we learn in school, all the stuff that we read online, um, people tell us, you know, these things are, um, we've been sort of trained and programmed to believe that you can accomplish this in one particular way when that's just not the case. Um, you know, I consider myself sort of a, a black sheep uh, in, in everything I do. I was, I was a black sheep in my family. You know, I didn't go to school. I didn't finish school, um, college, college dropout. Um, I didn't, never really had a day job or a consistent nine to five. I never really uh, aspired to get a 401k or, um, you know, find multiple jobs and multiple hustles to make money. Money was never a motivation. And and, and I'm not saying these things to devalue those things, but I can only use myself as an example to open up your mind and your third eye to 
the possibilities of life and the the fact that it really starts with ownership and it starts with giving yourself permission to do things and you know we grew up in this society uh that's sort of like so so dated and so so outdated and so um non-practical anymore you know in the 1930s and 40s and 50s and 60s you know when our parents our parents generation um whenever that was but around the, that time society sort of worked in this uh you know blue collar like get a factory job process and you go to school and you know they teach you these things and it's math it's science it's all these things you learn in school and and you're trained and you're you're taught to go to college put yourself in debt get a job you don't like uh, or don't necessarily love and you work until you're 50 60 70 80 and then you retire with a 401k and then you get the freedom to do what you want um, later in life, but you're fucking 70, 80 years old at that point, And you only have, uh, if, if, if you're, um, if you're healthy, you know, you'll have a couple decades after that. Um, but it, you know, I, I don't, I never agreed with that and I don't agree with it. And, uh, I think we're sort of living in this world in this age where a lot of us are sort of realizing that you don't have to take that route. And so for me personally, when I found music, um, that literally saved my life because I found a thing that gave me purpose. And I think that people that aren't able to find their purpose have a hard time, um, you know, going against the system. They say, you know, I don't really have a purpose. I... I don't really know what I'm passionate about, so I am going to just go to school and I'll pick a random, you know, uh, I'll pick a random major out of a fucking hat and do four years of my life, put myself in debt, do that thing, get a job related to that degree, which, by the way, um, a, lo- a lot of people out there in the workforce are are in these companies and don't have degrees that necessarily even relate to that career. So the degree doesn't necessarily guarantee that you'll get a job in that particular field. That's just a little side note. And and then you're supposed to live your life uh, 40 hours, 40 plus hours a week working a job that you have no passion for and that you don't like. And I'm not saying that there's doctors and nurses and lawyers and, and stuff like that that don't love their job. Of course, they love there there are people out there that love what they do and that's a blessing you know i'm i'm not by any means saying that the go to college get a degree and get a 9 to 5 route is a is a bad thing it, it's a great thing um but it isn't the only thing and that's the point that i'm i'm trying to bring home uh is that it's not the only option and so if that's not the only option what are the options well the other option is to go find something else to do. So if you want to go find something else to do, you can pick from a random hat again and do random things, or you can pick something that you love. So then you ask yourself, how do I know what I love? Well, you don't know if you love something until you try something. So 
one one amazing starting point that I think will work for a lot of you guys and that has worked for me tremendously was to try things and is I should say is because I still do this um, try a bunch of things and know that you're not going to be necessarily what society deems good at doing them but it's not about trying a thing and winning it it's about trying a thing and learning about yourself and and realizing that I either love this thing or I don't love this thing. And you're, you're going to do a thing and you're either going to love doing it or you're not going to love doing it. Or you're going to do it and say, this is kind of cool. Sometimes it's fun. Sometimes it isn't. It's not the first thing I think about when I wake up. So it's not that important. So, you know, I think a, an amazing starting point, and it doesn't matter how old you are or at what point in life you are, but I think an amazing starting point um, is to try stuff. And when I say try stuff, it can be small or big. Um, if you, uh, make music, if you make beats, try singing. Um, you might like it, you know, you, you're, you're probably gonna suck (laughs) in the beginning, but you might not suck. You know, there's, there's some people that are sort of gifted in certain ways and they don't know that they're gifted because they just never tried doing it. Um, so I, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of trying things. Also, you know, if you're um, an audio engineer and you always had this dream of like being a producer, well, then download Fruity Loops or uh, get yourself a DAW and try it. You know, get on YouTube, look at the, look at a couple tutorial videos, go to blackkits.com, download some kits and, and, and teach yourself how to make beats. Um, if you love it, then keep doing it. And if you don't love it, do it for a little bit, uh, maybe a couple days, a couple weeks, maybe a couple months. And if you fall out of love with it, that's fine. Try something else. So the point I'm getting at is the, the, the magic and the, the, birth, the birth to greatness and the starting point to greatness is to try things. And you want to try a lot of things. Um, and when you find that one thing that you can't stop thinking about and you, you just want to do it all day, every day, then you should go ahead and do that thing all day, every day and do that thing as, as much as you can, you know, obviously based on your, um, your life experience and, and, you know, what you're going through. If you have kids, if you're in school, you know, whatever your situation is, you make time for it. And, and, and so that's, to me, that would be the very simplest, the very simple um, starting point and a good starting point is try things and allocate as much time as possible to doing those particular things. Um, and, uh, you know, that right there is how I got my start. And, you know, when I fell in love with making beats, it was, it was, um, it was big for me because, you know, I always thought I was going to be in video games. Like I, as a kid, I was just a huge video game kid, like, you know, playing video games, infatuated and, uh, and intrigued by video game music. Um, I would go out and buy soundtracks related to the video games. Um, every, every single like system, that was out, uh, I probably had it. Um, 
video game magazines. It was all for me, it was video games, video games, video games. And so, um, you know, that led me to wanting to get into computer programming. And I went to programming school. I learned C and Pascal and Basic. And those were like my things, just programming. I always envisioned myself to program video games or just be in the video game industry. And then I found music and hip hop. And that just completely overrode my passion for video games. Um, and, and I put all of my chips and my energy into music. And it started with curiosity. Um, you know, I, th- I think a good, um, a good red flag for knowing that you're passionate about something is being curious about it. And so it starts with this curiosity. For me, it was listening to... DJ Premier and Jay Dilla and Pete Rock and and like the the you know late 90s hip hop mid 90s hip hop listening to that and telling myself this shit is fucking incredible who's making this music how are they making this music I want to do that too and so that curiosity led me down to this rabbit hole of just research and finding out who did what, how do you do these things? Okay, Jay Dilla made those beats. How is he making those beats? Okay, he's using this fucking beat machine called an MPC. So then I'm searching and I'm looking to buy an MPC. And so, you know, it's that process of starting with this curiosity, falling in love with it, continuing to be curious, and then getting lost into this rabbit hole of how do they do this? How can I achieve this? How can I be a part of this? How can I do this for myself and do it in my own way? You know, and, and I, I believe you can apply that to really any industry. You know, if you are passionate about, um, basketball, you're going to be obsessed with Michael Jordan. If you're passionate about sneaker culture, again, Jordan, you're going to be obsessed with, Jordan and the sneaker culture and and the the Jordan ones and the twos and the threes and how that became popular and how Jordan became an icon. You know, if you if you're if you're uh, interested and passionate about um, you know boxing, you're gonna know about Mike Tyson and all these great boxers, and you're gonna be curious. So you're gonna do research, and you're probably gonna end up wanting to try boxing yourself, you know, and, and, and going, going to the gym and doing that. So, you know, it, like I said, it's a curiosity and getting deep into the rabbit hole. And then once you get deep into this rabbit hole, guys, that's where the magic really starts because you really just, you, you really just put yourself ahead of a lot of people. What you did was you gave yourself the opportunity to try stuff, fall in love with the thing, and then be curious enough to want to try it yourself. And, and that takes a lot of, um, a lot of willpower and it takes a lot of, 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 um, you know, um, confidence in yourself to do that. But when you love something so much and you want to try doing it, there's really not that many things that can stop you. And so the, now you're on this bullet train, you're on this train that's moving a million miles per hour because your curiosity is so deep. Your, um, your 
interest in this particular field is growing by the day. You're learning more more things. Now that we have the internet, you're able to research and consume all of this content related to this particular thing. You know, and obviously for me, I'm talking about music production and making beats and composing music and songs and being in the studio. That's my passion. And so once you get on that bullet train and you're going a million miles per hour, that's where the real fun is. And so from there, what you do is um, what I like to call incremental progress. Okay. And so that's uh, progressing incrementally, right? And it's not um, this idea of trying to reach a particular destination. This bullet train that you're on doesn't necessarily have a destination where at the end of this this destination, there's like this fucking rainbow with a pot of gold and it's like the ultimate euphoria of like content and happiness and success and you have everything that you want. Now you can just like lay on a beach all day and not do shit. I'm not talking about that. And which, by the way, does not exist. Uh, you know, that that destination of euphoria doesn't exist. It's, you know, euphoria is the moment. And as long as you're living every moment in your euphoria, based on your perspective, then you will live a life of euphoria and live your best self and, and be your best self. So going back to incremental progress, you know, incremental progress is doing a particular thing and every time you do that thing, you get a little bit better at doing it. You know, it's like uh, LeBron James is like, you know, one of the greatest basketball players of all time at this point. Um, you know, that dude shot, I would even go as close to like a million. He probably shot a million basketballs in his life since being a child. You know, imagine LeBron, five years old, falling in love with basketball watching Jordan on the TV and just like hitting that park every day after school and shooting, you know, and, and that first basketball that LeBron James shot as a kid, he probably missed and he probably sucked. Right. But incremental progress, it's a law. He did it every day. He loved it. He was curious about it, curious enough to try it. So then he tried it and then he tried again. He tried again. He tried again. And every time he shot that basketball, he experienced incremental progress. Um, it's just like working out. It's like going to the gym. You know, if I want to get in shape, I need to go there and experience pain. I need to go in there and fucking hit those dumbbells and get on that treadmill and run a couple miles, get my cardio up. Um, and over time, you're going to see the progress. You're not going to see it the same day. But you're going to see the progress. And, and the cool thing I like about, uh, you know, the comparing this to going to the gym is this whole idea of experiencing pain and experiencing these rest periods. You know, when you go to the gym, for those of you who actually go to the gym, shout to you. Um, I never go, but I should go more. Um, you go to the gym and you hit those dumbbells and, and you, you know, you lift your weights until you experience the pain. You're, they say that you're, you know, you do it until, um, until you can't, you know, until you reach that, that max, that limit. And, um, you know, and working out hurts, you know, when you're on that treadmill, it's painful, but you, you, you power through it and you get, and you get through it and you accomplish that for that day. 
and then you and then you rest your muscle, right? So if you work your biceps today, you're not going to work your biceps tomorrow. You're going to do a different part of your body, or you're going to wait a couple of days. And the reason why you wait a few days to do your biceps again is because you want to rest your muscles. And the really interesting thing about what happens is you're not gaining muscle when you're in the gym. You're losing. You're you're tearing your muscles apart when you're in the gym. You're literally physically and scientifically tearing your muscles apart. You're tearing your cells apart when you're in that gym working out. That's why it's so painful. But the reason why those rest periods in between workouts are so important is because that's when your muscles are actually growing. So those rest periods are when you're gaining muscle, right? So um, we could say the same thing about incremental progress where... You know, if we're if we're on the grind and if it's like team no sleep, which I fucking hate, um, I'm super against team no sleep. I think team no sleep is the stupidest thing I've heard um, so far. One of the top five dumbest things I've heard in life. Um, and I particularly love sleep, so maybe I'm biased, but um, sleep is when your body repairs itself and gets ready for the next day. So if you're not sleeping and if you're constantly tearing your cells apart, you're tearing your, your brain cells apart, you're in the studio 24, 48 hours in a row and you're, you're making all this music, it's fun for sure. And you're having a blast and listen, I'm not saying you can't make amazing music doing it that way. There's been, um, I mean, thousands of amazing songs that have been made doing it that way. But you have to also be mindful of, you know, experiencing those rest periods. So those rest periods can look different for a lot of people. For me, my rest period is Saturday, Sunday. My rest period is after 7 p.m. Uh, you know, my rest period is in the early morning when I wake up at, you know, 6 a.m. from 6 a.m. to... 9am is like a rest period for me. And then I don't really start getting creative in the studio until around 9am, um, sometimes 10am, you know? Uh, and so I'm, I'm working my brain and I'm experiencing incremental progress, uh, making music from 9am to around 6pm, sometimes 7pm. Uh, and so everything else is rest period. I get my good seven, eight hours of sleep at night and on the weekends, I shut down and, and I'm in my rest period. And it's it's crazy because during those rest periods, I realize that that's when my best ideas happen. You know, the idea of starting a podcast, the idea for this particular song, the idea to call this person and shoot my shot with this person and the idea to put out a drum kit, you know, uh, or back in 2011 or all of these cool things, you know, uh, past the aux, stuff like that. Um, all these things sort of manifest, uh, during these rest periods. And so I think that's really important to, um, to keep in mind. So, you know, s s staying on this whole like incremental progress thing, um, that's the key to success. I can, I can really, really, um, say that with confidence. Incremental progress is the key to success. And, um, you know, as long as you're mindful of the idea that there is no destination, you're going to get through it. Um, 
it's really, really tough to get through the grind, quote unquote, um, if you're constantly thinking about the end result. Because when you think about the end result and you think about this sort of like um, pot of gold at the end of the tunnel, at the end of the rainbow, um, you start to get impatient. You start to get um, entitled. You start to feel entitled. You start to feel like, why am I not there? I've been making music every day for, you know, 48 months or three years or four years. Why am I not here? And then you start to compare yourself to other people and and then jealousy sets in, envy sets in, impatience, entitlement, all all of these just toxic um, personality traits start to manifest. And it's really, really, really unhealthy. Um, And so when you switch your mindset from, you know what, fuck the end result. The only result is now. The only result is present day. And as long as every time I make a beat or every time I write a song or every time I go to the gym or every time I play piano, every time I do that, I'm getting better and better and better and better. And I'm experiencing incremental progress. My incremental progress was literally waking up in the morning and the first thing I did was make beats until nighttime. And I didn't uh, dedicate any of my other time to anything else. So I wasn't going out. I wasn't hanging out with friends. I didn't really have any relationships, Um, you know. And and, uh, some of those things were bad, you know. Like I wasn't present for certain things as, as a kid. But I put all of my chips in to this one thing that I found um, ultimate joy in doing, which was making music. And um, I experienced enough incremental progress to where I became good enough for people in the outside world to start to react to what I was doing, right? And so it started from me getting good enough to make music that people started to react to. And once the outside world started to react to my music, that's when I started to believe in myself more and more. Oh, wow. Okay. This rapper loves one of my beats. I'm, I must be pretty good at this. Let me keep doing it. And I know that if I keep doing it, I'll get better. And so I, I, a big component for me that really helped, helped me along the, the way along the grind on this bullet train was some of the validation that I was receiving from these outside forces and these outside people um, coming in and saying, hey, we like your music. I want to use some of your music. And so that kept me going. And so it was a combination of loving the thing that I was doing, but then also people validating that what I was doing was was worth it or it was worthy or it was good enough. And, um, you know, when I was in that phase, that was before Instagram. That was before YouTube. That was before, you know, fucking SoundCloud and stuff. And, and now that we have these things, we should take full advantage of that. You know, when you post a beat up on your SoundCloud and you get 100 streams, that's 100 people that heard your beat. Um, and if you're if you're getting a few comments under there, one comment from a person saying, yo, I, love, I fuck with this beat, that, that feels good. You know, it, it should feel good and you shouldn't take that for granted. You should reply to that person and say, yo, I appreciate that. And so um, that sort of begins the process of celebrating every single win. 
you know, every small win that you experience, you should appreciate, you should, um, you should recall that emotion often and use that to remind yourself that what you're doing is valid and use that to remind yourself that what you're doing is you're getting better at your craft and people are starting to recognize that. And something really magical happens when you do that because you start to see that one person becomes two, two become four, then eight, then 16, then a hundred people, then a thousand people. And then all of a sudden, a few years later, you're, you know, so much further than you were two or three years ago. Um, and it's all because of you working on your craft and recognizing the patterns of receiving validation and people validating what you're doing. And, um, you know, it, it's a, it could be a slippery slope because you don't want to focus too much on, you know, the validation. Cause then you think you're the shit. And then that's the beginning of the end. Cause once you, once you, um, really feel like you're the best and, you um, start to neglect the concept of being open-minded and learning more and knowing that you can get better or knowing that there's someone out there that plays guitar better than you or there's someone out there that makes better beats than you or someone out there that's more successful than you or someone out there that has more money than you. Well, the truth is there is. <laughs> there are people that are better than you, but there aren't anybody out there that's at, that's doing exactly what you're doing and that's what makes you sort of, you know, unique in this. So again, um, incremental progress, patience. I want to talk about, uh, patience for a little bit. Um, patient, patience is a word that is thrown around a lot. Um, I think people take, uh, take it for granted. I think people neglect it. Um, patience is really just the idea of living in the moment and not beating yourself up into trying to predict the future. Um, It's living in the moment and not beating yourself up from trying to predict the future. And I think when you get lost into this rabbit hole of trying to predict the future, you become impatient. I think that's a big part of it, you know, and um, I'm not talking about, uh, you know, envisioning your future and, and, and having a clear vision for where you want to be. Um, you know, that's super important. Um, and you should do that, but you should also be mindful of the moment and what's happening right now. And once you do that, you're no longer vulnerable to whatever outcome may or may not happen in the future. Um, you know, and I think that's uh, another big problem with patients or people that are impatient is, you know, they have this like idea of what they want the future to look like. And if it doesn't happen immediately, um, then the brain fires this chemical where it's like, Hey man, like let's get upset right now because like we didn't get what we wanted. So like, fuck the world and fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck this. And then you get into this like negative rabbit hole and and that's where a lot of people um slip and that that's what what's like stopping a lot of people from reaching success so um i think a, a good key to maintaining patience in what you're doing is to appreciate the moment now 
be mindful of what's happening right now. Let go of any scenario expectation that you have for the future and appreciate what you already have. You know, um, I know that's like so like um, not uh, typical for for people to think about Um, the idea of like being very appreciative of what you have now and what you've accomplished thus far. Um, But it's really, really, really crucial to training your brain to think that way if you want to see results for the future. So, um, you know, patience, apply patience to what you're doing. Um, that's a, that's a huge thing. And, you know, uh, like I said, I told you I was going to get deep with this episode, man. So let's get deep. Let me, let me cue this PlayStation. Open up that game. It's a fucking simulation. Listen. Yeah, let that go. Here's the thing about not only why people are impatient, but why people are stuck in their careers, why people are stuck in life, why people are stuck in, man, like I've been doing this for this and uh, I've tried this, I tried this, I can't, I haven't seen any results, I'm not making any money, I've been making beats for fucking five, four years, three years, I haven't really seen, I'm, I'm not making money, I haven't got a, a major placement yet, or I've been writing songs and rapping for fucking 10 years, and I haven't done this, I haven't done that, I haven't gotten this, I haven't, everything is haven't, haven't, haven't. And so here's the real issue, here's the, here's the issue that they don't tell you in school. Here's the issue that executives, big music executives and super successful producers and, and, and entrepreneurs, here's what they don't tell you. What, what, what they don't tell you is that your thoughts literally control your actions. And we all know this. You know, when you, when I pick pick up this bottle of water, my brain processed the water and says, hey, use your left hand to pick this up. And then use your right hand to turn the thing and then go like this, right, Josh? Like, mm. see that? I'm looking at you, Josh. Um, so my brain helped me do that. There's ginger in here, by the way, if you guys are wondering. Pure ginger. So my brain helped me do that. And so that didn't take much effort because my subconscious brain, this is all motor, my, my, my subconscious brain, um, uh, I, I think it's the amygdala actually. My amygdala, which is back here, helped me do this. This is all motor senses. This is habitual. I don't have to think to do this. I do it because my body already knows how to do it. So the body is very good at learning how to do things. So what they don't tell you is that the body is also very good at learning how to be bad. And when I say bad, it learns how to be insecure. It learns how to be fearful. It learns how to, um, you know, hold on to trauma, you know, any type of trauma that you may have experienced in the past or, or you know, um, 
any sort of highly emotional experience that you've experienced that you've uh, went through in the past the body and the mind is very good at reminding you of those things right it's that little voice in the back of your mind that's just like telling you one thing and you're like trying to fight it or saying hey you should go buy that cookie because you love sugar or you should you know do this because we've been doing this for so long and then you're just stuck into habits right and so uh, a reason why a lot of people especially creative people are stuck or feel like they're stuck is because they're reminding themselves and they're they're thinking about the past too much and so when you think about the past whatever it might be um you know whether negative or positive but you're thinking in the past if you're thinking about the past most of the time and the brain on average has 70 they say 70,000 thoughts per day the brain right Josh 70,000 thoughts per day that your brain makes if most of those thoughts are from the past then if you're thinking about the past, your actions are reflective of the past. And if your actions are reflective of the past, then your actions result in real world consequences and real world results. So if you're thinking about the past and your actions are of the past, guess what your real world results are going to be? Say it loud, Josh. Past actions. The past. Your life, your physical life, will be of the past. And so once you realize that and you unlock that for yourself, you realize that you should probably not think about the past as often. And so you have two options. If you're not thinking about the past, you have two options. You either think about the now the present, or you think about the future. And those are two much better options. Um, If you want your life to change, if you want to experience growth in your physical life and your life up here and everything that surrounds you, if you want to change your life in a positive way and in a better way, you have to stop thinking about the past and start being present in the in the now and start really really anticipating and creating clear visions of the future. And when you start to look ahead, when you start to look at the future um and you start to appreciate what you have now, that opens up your mind to making different decisions, right? And once you start to make different decisions, you start to do things that your body and your mind wouldn't normally do. You know, if you're living your life every day doing the same thing, um, it's probably because you're sort of just stuck in this routine sort of like life that you've built based on what you've experienced in the past. But if you want new experience, you have to do things out of your comfort zone or out of what your mind is comfortable doing. So what are some of those things? Well, it might be, hey, I've been making rap music and I've been rapping for five years 
and I haven't released any music or I have a few singles that I've put out, but I realize that I've been living in this bubble and I've been doing the same thing every day and I'm not happy. I need to switch up my thinking and switch up what I'm doing. So maybe you want to take yourself out of your comfort zone. Maybe you envision this life in Los Angeles, maybe. And you say, you know what? I'm going to take this leap and I'm going to move to LA. And I'm going to go there for a year. I'm going to figure it out. And I'm just going to meet new people, work with new people, collaborate with new people, um, and experience some new things. And that will energize you with new inspiration, new ideas, um, new energies with new people, um, you know, just building this new life for yourself. And you can't do that if you keep living in the past. And so, you know, that can look like anything for you. Um, you have the free will and the choice to choose, um, what you want to think about and, what decisions you want to make. I mean, there's no one out here um, giving you permission to think about something. You know, you own your thoughts. You are you. So you you could you you have this free will and ability to to think about what you want to think about. And you know, when you find joy in something, it's and and you can't stop thinking about it. You eventually become that thing. Uh, and that's precisely what happened to me, you know, um, not to get super deep on like, you know, my childhood and stuff, but I had a pretty good childhood, you know, I had good friends. I, we weren't rich. You know, my mom was like, my parents are immigrants from the Philippines. My dad was a working musician. He was in a band and he would do weddings and stuff every so often. And my mom was a nurse. So she worked hard as fuck, you know, 16 hours a day. I remember like four or five, six days a week, she would work 16 hours in a, in a hospital. Um, and you know, we lived in like a really little, like humble little apartment in Newark, New Jersey. You know, I didn't go to private school. I went to public school, like just a regular kid from New Jersey, not super rich, not super poor, but just sort of, sort of floating, right. Getting by, getting by. And so, um, you know, I didn't have that many opportunities to find stuff to do. And I really could have ended up not finding anything and just like going to school and getting a job and just doing that. And and that w- would have been like a life for me that would have made sense for the where I came from. Uh, and not to say that that would be a bad life, but it just wouldn't be this life, which I love. Um, and so... I found music, which a lot of you have probably found for yourself in your own way. And once you find it, once you find that thing that you're obsessed with, then you, you do it. You do it and no one can stop you. And then you become it, right? And so um, I think what really helped me was I was able to use music as sort of like a conduit or, um, you know, if you guys saw us, it was like I tethered my life to not to give it away but fuck you if you saw it sorry fuck you if you didn't see it sorry I'm about to spoil it but you know I'm tethering my life to music and I tethered my current existence I'm talking about 14 year old ill mind living in mom's basement 
I'm tethering my my passion to this alternate life, this alternate version of Illmind, which is just like this successful music producer doing what he loves, collaborating with people he loves to collaborate with, empowering people, um, you know, uh, creating creating uh, different types of music, all of these things that I become, I sort of like tethered to that lifestyle by doing it every day. And the thing that I did every day was just make music. Um, I made music every day and I didn't do anything else. Literally didn't do anything else. Um, And so I became that thing. And that was, for me, that was my way of like tethering to the future and, and living in the moment and in the future. Like everything is just forward moving for me, forward moving. There, for me, the past was the past and I wasn't focused on the past because I, I was too occupied with the excitement for the future. So the excitement for the present moment and the excitement for making music and the excitement for the future overpowered my ability to dwell in the past. And because of that, I was able to tread along and get on this bullet train and, and end up being where I am in 2019 as Illmind, where I am. So, um, you know, I, I, I do believe that if, if you find that thing you love, you can get on that bullet train and, and that can help you to not focus on the past and you know and and that's that's just really 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 important and this what I, what I just told you guys right now I believe like really overrides all these fucking like make you know uh like these scams like how to make it in the music industry quick fucking promote your music and marketing and get on the playlist and fucking, you know, network with this person and shoot your shot and DMs and post at 3 p.m. every day so you can get engagement. Like, fine, that's cool. But, like, <laughs> listen, if, if you're not mindful of what I just said in the past 40 minutes or 30 minutes, however long this has been, I don't know, 35, 45 minutes, if you're not mindful of the stuff that I just said, in the past 30, 40 minutes, then you can have all the fucking money, all the schemes, all the YouTube tutorials, all the playlisting, all the fucking strategies you want in, in, in the physical world. You can have that, but it's just never going to work. It's, it's still not going to work for you if you don't have, um, or if you're not mindful of the things that I just told you guys. Um, so, be, be open to that. Um, I think, uh, you know, this stuff is, um, very, very emotionally, um, opening. you know, and, and, and this isn't stuff that I invented guys. This is just, this is stuff that I've consumed and learned over the years through my own experience, through research, through, um, seeing examples in other successful people. What are these common denominators that people, you know, uh, successful people possess? Um, and, and then, you know, applying those things to my own life. And I think in the most humble way 
possible or in the most humble way I can say it, um, there's some stuff that I'm doing that's working. And that's no longer speculation. That's fact. It's fact. Um, and even in saying that, I still have so much to learn. So much. Um, in the grand scheme of things, I don't know shit. But I have a lot to learn. Um, and, you know, I want to take this stuff that I've experienced so far and I want to continue to um, forward that information to you guys through this podcast, through my past the Aux events, um, through my content on social media. And, you know, hopefully that sparks some fire and some inspiration in you to really start thinking deep about this stuff and not so look on the surface uh, regarding, you know, being successful in the music industry. It's not, a, not all of it exists on the surface field. You know, you have all this shit underneath to unpack. And, um, a lot of that stuff is, um, you know, stuff I just talked about in this episode. It's very, very much being in tune with your mind, your body, your brain, uh, your aspirations, your emotions, um, really being passionate about something and not being infatuated with something. There's a big difference being infatuated with making music and infatuated with the lifestyle, or do you really love music? You know, they say that, um, uh, greatness, uh, I don't, I don't know exactly how this goes, but the idea of, you know, your greatness is, isn't seen by people. Um, it's, it's born with no, no one looking right. And for us, that's us in the studio making music. You know, people don't see that process. They only see the result. Um, and so if you're not in the process, if you're not on the the train, if you're not, um, experiencing incremental progress, uh, on your own in private, then, um, you know, your the world will never see your greatness. And so, um, you know, as a musician, it's, it's those, those hours in the studio, it's, uh, on the laptop learning how to program beats or getting better at making music and collaborating and all of those little mundane things that people don't necessarily see. That's where the greatness lies. Um, and then let people determine your greatness on the outside from the result of your hard work, you know? Um, and, and, and the perception is very, uh, it could be very, um, deceiving, you know? Um, when you look at my Instagram <clears throat> or my Twitter, you listen to my podcast, you know, we do these episodes every week. You look at my YouTube, stuff like that. You would think that, like, this is all I do, right, Josh? Like, this is, oh, like every other post is like a motivational thing or like he's got videos and he's got hours of content every week. This is all he does. No. This is approximately 2% of what I do. The stuff that you guys don't see on my Instagram or on my YouTube channel or on any other platform I have, the stuff that you don't see is the stuff that actually matters. You know what that stuff is? 
That's me waking up at 6 a.m. That's me, you know, getting into the studio and trying stuff. You know, you don't see that stuff. That's me taking phone calls and traveling to this place and this place and talking to my manager and 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 doing these things that a music producer does, a successful music producer does. You you guys only see a small, small fraction. I was going to go as far as to say maybe you see 5%. Not two is a little small. You guys are witnessing 5% of what I do. This stuff that I do here, this podcast is YouTube and all that stuff, past the aux, that's a small fraction of of what I do. Um and so um you know, I think I think that's also something I want you guys to take into account. Um you know, all of those hours that you're working in the studio, um just cuz no one sees your process and no one's witnessing your process and no one's you know, um, uh, realizing that you're putting the work in doesn't mean that you're not putting the work in. You don't have to scream at the, from the top of your lungs. Hey guys, I'm in the studio from 8 AM to fucking 8 PM every day. I made a hundred, I made, you know, a hundred songs last month. I made 10 songs in one day. Like you don't have to scream that stuff to the top of your lungs. Um, it might feel good too, but you don't have to just know that, Every time you you work on your craft and you're in that studio, you're doing what you need to do. And you're doing what every other great, successful, passionate person is doing. You're doing the same thing they're doing. They're in their studio doing the same thing you're doing. And it doesn't matter what level you're at, Grammy winning, platinum, 55 years old or fucking 13 years old. It doesn't matter. Um, If you're working on your passion... And you're in there and, and you're turning those knobs and hitting that keyboard and writing those songs. You're doing what everyone else is doing. And just know that um, you're in the right space, right? So um, so I just want to end off this uh, little fucking stream of consciousness with uh, I made an Instagram post and I asked, uh, what does BLAP stand for to you? And I got a lot of funny ass fucking, I want to read some of these. So I made a post uh, on Instagram. I said, what does blap mean to you? And I got, uh, I got some funny ones. I got, uh, believe legends always prosper. That's good. Um, bitches love apple pie. (laughs) Oh man. Bitch lasagna alternative pizza. That's a good one. Um, big Latina ass porn. Makes sense. Yeah. I know you like that, Josh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Bacon, lettuce, avocado, pickles. Okay, you get the point. So um, I asked people what it meant. And so I don't think I've ever done this before. I know I definitely haven't. But uh, I want to actually reveal to you what blap really means. You ready for this? And th- this is, I-, I guess, sort of what it means to me. Uh, but seeing that I've sort of like, I guess... Blap is sort of my thing, and I've uh, sort of, you know, incorporated that into into my branding and stuff. Um, I want to tell you guys what Blap means to me. So it's B L A P, and each one of those letters uh, stands for something. And so I really carry this with me with everything I do, every interaction I make, every decision I make, whether it's business or personal. Uh, I I always uh, stick this in the back of my mind when I do it. 
And so the B stands for belief, belief in yourself, belief that you can achieve something, belief that you have the ability and the audacity to go somewhere, obtain something. It's the belief in oneself that you can achieve. So believing in, in yourself, crucial, 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 crucial. Uh, I don't think you could reach really, really any level of success without believing in yourself. The L stands for love. Put love into it, whether you're making a beat or cooking or shaking someone's hand or having a conversation with your mom or hanging out with your cousins or being present with your girlfriend or boyfriend or your significant other. Love. Um, put love into it. You guys know I'm a foodie. When I eat food that's really good, I know that the chef back there fucking put love into it. You can tell. You can tell when love was put into music. You can tell when love was put into food. You can tell when love was put into um, someone's words and someone's actions, right? So love, L. Um, the A stands for action. There's no result without action. So once you believe in yourself and apply love, take action. Um, and that, that, like I said earlier, action uh, starts with the mind. You know, you think of a thing and then you take action. You think, take action. So if you're thinking in the past, your actions will only reflect the past. And your actions will be the conduit to your future and your physical world. So if you're taking foolish actions based on foolish past your world will be foolish right so action take action from a good place a place of love and then the last letter which is p stands for positivity um just maintain positivity in every scenario uh that you come across uh whether good or bad you know there's there's always good to be um, there's always something good and something positive that you can see in, in any scenario. Um, you know, obviously there's traumatic scenarios. We, as human beings, we experience death and we experience sickness and, and there's, there's all these things, but, you know, and failure. Um, but, you know, maintaining positivity is very important. And when we relate that to music production and trying to become successful, you know, maintaining positivity is important because you want to, excuse me, you want to see the good in every sort of uh, scenario you come across, right? So maintaining this sense of positivity in your life consistently um, will only, you know, only bring more positivity to your world, you know? So, um, Belief, love, action, and positivity, Blatt. That's, uh, that's my mantra, Josh. So I really want you guys to start thinking deeper about your careers, um, the music you make, the people that you're around, uh, the types of decisions you're making. What are those based off of? Are you making decisions based off of love? Are you making decisions based off of desperation? Are you making decisions based off of ego? Are you making decisions based off of the past? Um, or 
making decisions based on the excitement for the future, maybe, um, you have a choice. And the whatever choice you make, will the universe will grant you. Um, and the universe is not biased to positive or negative. You know, if you have strong negative thoughts, the universe will hand that to you in a silver platter. A lot of us know that. But on the flip side, if, if you hand the universe forward-thinking positivity and being present in the moment, um, you're going to start to unveil that for your yourself and for the people around you and for your future. Um, and when you apply those concepts in music and in fashion and in music production and rapping and singing and any sort of creative endeavor um, that you're pursuing, then uh, I can guarantee you that these things are an amazing starting point to building up like the future and the life that you really want. So um, shout to you guys. I don't know how long that's been. What was that like 45 minutes or something? Give or take. Um, So shout to you guys. Um, I also want to just quickly say that I'm really looking forward to meeting more of you guys. Every time I do these past the aux events, I'm like super stoked and, uh, and, and excited about them. So, um, if you've been living under a rock, um, every month I've been traveling to different cities to, um, link up with around 20 to 30 up and coming music creators at a private studio location. And we just basically hang out, play music, talk to each other, answer questions, network, get some food, uh, exchange phone numbers and build with each other. And uh, we filmed the whole thing and throw it on my YouTube channel. So uh, if you're interested in finding out more about my past The Aux in-studio meetups, uh, just go to my website, illmindproducer.com. I will be in uh, Atlanta, Tampa, and Miami at the end of April, which is about a week and a half from now. Uh, And then in May, I'll be in Berlin and London. And then in June, I'll be in uh, Vancouver, Seattle, Portland, and San Francisco. And then for the remainder of the year, we're going to be announcing that very, very soon. Expect dates in Los Angeles again, definitely New York again, um, and then some other really exciting cities. So look out for that. Um, So yeah, shout to all of my listeners. Shout to my creators. I'm hoping to see you at Pass the Ox, but um, really, you know, really just... um, want you guys to continue to do what you do and do it because you love it and remember uh blap believe love um believe love action and positivity that's what we uh stand for